Welcome to the BJJ Council Podcast. I'm your host, Bakari Akil. All right, guys, so today is going to be a little bit different. I'm going to change it up a little bit, and I'm just going to talk about some funny things that have occurred to me over my BJJ career. And I, I want to let you guys know a little bit of something about me that you may not know. Of course, you know I write books, etc., about BJJ, etc., However, I will let you know that I was really the first person to ever write any books related to BJJ that weren't instructionals, that were ever published on Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, uh, you know, Apple, uh, you name it, I was the first person. And this was for a good while, a good two plus years before anyone ever thought to publish a, a book that didn't pertain to instructionals on those sites. And I tell you this because it's, uh, you know, it's funny because over the years, especially immediately afterward, you would see people, like say, for instance, they would go on to YouTube and they would use a lot of the ideas that I had. They would even, some of them would create skits off of the things that I created verbatim. And it was funny to watch. And even some of the people that are out here to this day, you know, um, they used some of my stuff over the years. And, uh, you know, that's something that I, I do want to put out. You know, it's it's all good. But I thought that what I would do is just go ahead and share some of that material that I had back then uh, with you guys today. And one of the things that I want to talk about, it's the, the concept of the, the lazy grappler in terms of warm-ups and then also funk taps. So let's start off by me talking about the lazy uh, grappler in terms of warm-ups. You know, have you ever been in a class and, you know, you've been dripping with sweat, you're lying on the floor at the tail end of a warm-up and, and you look to see one of your classmates sauntering into the academy? They don't even have the decency to pretend with a, oh, shit, I'm late, jog, not even a, a brisk walk. Instead, they walk in with a slow saunter. Sometimes they even have the nerve to point and wave at someone on the mat. In most of the places I've been the guy on the floor training. But in one academy, I will admit for a period of time that I was that person that was always late. I was on burnout status. I attended two weeks straight where the warm-ups were like a scene from a CrossFit video and lasted 30 minutes each. I had had enough. It was time for me to change into my lazy grappler uniform. You know, <laughs> I, I hate to admit it and I don't advocate it now, but at that time I had to figure out what I was going to do because I was actually contemplating quitting grappling. You know, I was not your role model grappler at that time, but I was still in the game. So at that point, you know, the way I looked at jujitsu, I was thinking in the perfect world, I could wake up, walk into my living room, and the jiu-jitsu instructor would be waiting with a bowl of fruit and 45 minutes of free instruction. There would be no trip to the gym and no warm-up. The drills, techniques, and rolling would be all that we'd do. You know, I would stretch on my own afterward and spend the rest of the day basking in that uh, euphoria I usually feel after going to a regular BJJ class. I could do that from every day to the infinity, you know, until infinity. Now, I mean, nowadays, my, 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 it's changed for me in a sense, because I like the, you know, conversations you have with the fellas afterwards, you know, the camaraderie. 
I like the actual sharing of information that I've gained over the years because I've gained a lot of information from being a grappler and I like sharing that information. So that part of it is not the same, but at, at the same time, you know, thinking about it, it is, it would be good just to be able to get up and start grappling right away. And it's, you know, before you know it, you've done it and you can go about the rest of your day. But getting back to what I was talking about. So I will admit, you know, at that time, I just wanted to drill and grapple. You know, I, I loathed the extensive warmups. You know, I was not trying to fight in the MMA organization. I didn't want to be in terrific shape just for the heck of it. You know, I just wanted to grapple, man. So as a, a lazy grappler, warmups uh, were the bane of my existence at that point. 15 minutes of shrimping and 15 minutes of extreme calisthenics before drilling isn't, wasn't the reason why I wanted to become a grappler. You know, but like I said, that only lasted uh, a couple of months. And when my burnout period, you know, when that was over, then all of a sudden, you know, I said, hey, I can start going on time. And I've been on time ever since. Anybody who knows me now and who's known me for years, you know, five, six, seven, eight years, or shoot, now that time was even longer, who's known me over 14 years, you know, they probably even will remember that period of time as far as me grappling because I'm always early, you know, I'm always on time. And I'm usually a stretching and getting ready beforehand. So, but at the same time, what I can say is being a person who uh, has experienced that, I, I understand other people who've done that as well. Now, but before I end this and we start talking about something else, I do want to tell you about a lazy grappler who took being late to another level. And I'll just call this guy Teddy. Now, Teddy, this guy's gonads were the size of limits. He didn't arrive after warm-ups. Teddy would arrive after warm-ups, the self-defense portion of class, drills, and techniques. His only goal was to roll. Now, near the end of drill, Teddy would come in with his big gym bag and even bigger smile. He'd stop and chat with whomever was sitting in the chairs and wave and nod to us on the floor. When it was announced it was time to roll, he'd go change and come back ready to rumble. He would then run circles around the newbies and even some of the vets because he was totally fresh. And after about two rounds, he'd disappear. I never saw him leave, but he saw himself leave. Teddy was living his grappling dream. <laughs> All right, so... I talked about that. The other thing that I want to talk about this week is the idea of magic funk taps. All right. And I'll just go, I'll just get into it and I'll just explain what's going on. I once knew a guy who smelled so bad that I would tap to him whenever he achieved a dominant position. When his t-shirt or rash guard would hover over my face my gag reflex would go into full gear as if I had just walked into a room with a rotting carcass. If he landed in side control and my first attempts to shake him off didn't work, I would leave out my arm a little so he could get a camor. It was either that or drown in my own upchuck. After I tapped, I would make up an excuse about seeing stars or needing water and would excuse myself. I don't think, you know, he was aware of his power. You know, he may have thought that he was that good. Admittedly, he didn't always smell that bad. He had different levels of funkiness. Uh, 
Yet consciously or unconsciously, he had figured out how to make people submit faster than people with years or even months of training. It was a conscious decision. You know, if it was conscious what he was doing, then he was using what I call a funk tap. If he didn't know, then he was using magic funk taps. This happens when you don't know that your body odor or clothing is smelly and people tap suddenly by making seemingly silly mistakes. Almost like that invisible jujitsu. You know, my current coach, uh, he talks about invisible jujitsu a lot. And it's where, you know, <laughs> he you're moving around people and all of a sudden they just do certain things and you don't know where it comes from. Well, uh, referring to this guy that I'm talking about, his magic funk taps, he was making people do things. And if he didn't know why, it was because of the funkiness, you know. So this is my personal tool. You know, I wouldn't use it, but we're having a, a, a honest conversation here about people. So I, I want to talk about it. Over the years, I have fallen victim to funk taps many times, and I have unwittingly exposed my partners to funk occasionally. Now, the when I say this, this is not on purpose, but it took a while, you know, when I first started grappling, you know, to learn that those stay dry shirts that they used to sell, uh, those shirts, after you wash them a few times, it still keeps the stench of past rolls. You know, you can go home, you can wash it, but eventually you have to just get rid of those shirts. And that's why I stopped using them. And I would wear, you know, now I wear either a regular, uh, you know, T-shirt or a rash guard. So that, you know, just talking about that a little bit, if you want another tool in your arsenal, then unwashed geese skipping showers and biking or walking to class, even if you have a car, is a sure way to get quick taps. Just be aware that one day someone will out you or worse, you will walk into the room and hear people joking about you behind your back. You will be the butt of their jokes. All right, guys, thanks for listening. As always, don't forget to like and subscribe. I always have comments that you can leave down below and give us a, a thumbs up if you like what we're doing. Also, you can check out my books on Amazon or wherever books are sold, the Psychology of BJJ, Grappling 101, and you can check out my grappling on YouTube and Instagram under my moniker, Mouthguard Comic. All right, guys, take it easy. Peace.